Hi and welcome to Gula Malaka. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really happy to be back here on this podcast. I know I say that in every single episode, but I am sincerely very happy to be on the podcast because it's one of those spaces where I don't really have to care about how I look and I just have to express whatever comes to my mind at this current moment and I love that I'm really someone that really enjoys being in the present and I feel like that is something I feel absolutely at home at so I'm super happy to be here with everyone again for real like for real (laughs) so um, just a little short story someone actually recognized me uh, recently at a art program that I was hosting and facilitating so if you're listening to this thank you so much for um, saying hi to me I am still really awkward with greeting people in real life but I am just so uh, humbled to yeah meet someone in real life and to know that this podcast is like going out to places as I mentioned in the previous episode Um, Yeah, I'm not too sure who listens to this podcast because the statistics are a lot more ambiguous and not so clear as much as the other platforms are very much like engagement driven. Whereas I think podcasts are kind of places where people hang out for a long time and it isn't something that's meant to be binged like crazy. It isn't something that's making you do anything. In fact, it's, it's kind of the opposite. I think podcasts are places where you stick around for a long period of time. You just let it happen in the background and just enjoy the moment, which you know I love, as I mentioned earlier. So today, we're going to be talking about something a bit more casual, um, something that is close to my heart, uh, which you know is comfort things that I do for comfort, the idea of comfort, why it's so important, um, and my intentions for the new year in terms of like how I want to seek comfort for myself and how far I want to push myself out of my comfort zone, things like that. So the past year in 2021, I definitely was out of my comfort zone a lot. I was basically shifting jobs every three months. Um, I was doing a lot of different things. Uh, Every time I would meet up with someone, uh, I would have something new that I'll be doing. That is kind of like part of my personality, but also something that I'm kind of sick of as well. So I did do an astrology chart like a long time back, maybe a year and a half ago. And a bit in that astrology chart actually talked about how I am someone that seeks stability, but I just don't know how to build that for myself. And I definitely agree with that reading. I think I am someone that is seeking stability and comfort, but um, by nature of how I tend to do things or the way that I approach things uh, in the first impression, I tend to be pretty flighty. And I attribute this to my Gemini moon (laughs) and my Aries sun. Uh, In case you didn't know all these things, um, I am an Aries sun and a Gemini moon and I usually attribute my communicative abilities and my, um, how do I say this, like my desire to connect or to make connections, that is attributed to my Gemini, but both my Gemini and my Aries signs tend to create this 
immense form of boredom <laughs> uh, coupled with this huge idealism for the things that I'm capable of doing. So that is not a great combination uh, because that kind of makes my standard extremely high as to what is worth my time and effort and I tend to give up very quickly on things I feel aren't worth my time and I find this to be a strength but I do know that a lot of people tend to see this as like being a quitter um, etc which I, I, I understand uh, but in my perspective um, I don't think I want to waste more time doing things I know aren't gonna you know bring me the things I value such as a sense of purpose time with my loved ones um, generally yeah being aligned with these things uh, I think I am someone that's pretty quick with discerning what I know can bring me that and what won't so that is pretty much <laughs> how I spent the last year in 2021 uh, constantly moving around constantly trying to find things that click for me and I think I took on a very very active role in the past year so that was that and I don't think I talked a lot about comfort in the previous year it was a very uncomfortable year uh, I wouldn't say it was bad I don't think discomfort is always a bad thing but it was definitely a much more uncomfortable year in terms of how aligned I felt and how um, the, envir the environments I put myself in uh, a lot of challenges but I learned from these challenges and I am grateful for every opportunity that people have given me it has definitely made me realize that I am pretty capable of certain things and now it's just deciding where to put my abilities towards but anyway I am really moving off topic <laughs> I'm talking about comfort and so because of all of this I kind of want to approach the new year with a sense of seeking out comfort I want to be able to draw my boundaries of my comfort zone a bit better and to navigate uh, jumping in and out of this comfort zone a lot better uh, I don't think I want to stay within my comfort zone too much but neither do I want to spend you know a good amount of time of the year outside that comfort zone so I want to be better at negotiating this line this year um, and to also communicate that to the people around me also in a professional sense I hope that Professionally, I get to grow as well as someone who is able to find work that's a lot more aligned to me. Yes, so let's go on first uh, to a tarot card reading. I would like to stay. I would like to start this podcast with a tarot card reading uh, because this is something that I normally do when I am settling into a routine of comfort. I like to do a. A deep clarity reading but today I'm just gonna do a single card reading which is a daily reading uh, if any of you do read tarot cards uh, let me know I use the usual edition so I don't use any special kind of illustration I find that the generic version the generic deck uh, has really helped me clarify a lot of things uh, I don't know and I feel like I pick cards that are a lot more resonant when I use the standard deck as compared to the deck that my friends got me which is a really beautiful deck it is like a queer um, deck with a lot of amazing queer artists artworks but I just didn't resonate with a lot of the illustrations and my 
readings with that deck weren't the most uh, relatable. Surprisingly, I feel like this is something that um, you really have to try out for yourself if you're ever doing tarot card readings. So I'm just gonna start with shuffling the deck. I'm not the best at shuffling <laughs> the deck, obviously. Let's see. Okay, I'm just gonna pick a card. Okay, and I picked the f the uh, nine of pentacles. And don't worry if you don't know what that means. I'm gonna go search it up right now. Uh, nine of pentacles. I don't really draw pentacle cards a lot. I normally draw a lot of swords. Um, yeah, so nine of pentacles. It shows a woman holding a bird and, and she's standing in front of a vineyard uh, that is pretty bountiful and harvest, I guess. Yes, it's a pretty nice card. I've drawn this card for a friend before and I drew a version of this card. Like I tried to illustrate it for my friend. So I drew it upright and so it has the connotations of abundance, luxury, self-sufficiency, and financial independence. I find that I've been drawing a lot of pentacle, pentacles cards in relation to finance and wealth for the new year. So that's pretty interesting. I have been pretty much broke the past year. So it'll be interesting to see how that actually pans out. So, the Nine of Pentacles shows a well-dressed woman standing in a beautiful garden. She's wearing a flowing golden robe and red beret. Signs of her wealth and social status. By the way, this is all from Biddy Tarot, which is a website that I often uh, reference for my tarot card readings. So the vines behind this woman are heavy with grapes and golden coins, representing the fruitful accomplishment of all her desires. Her right hand rests upon one of the many coins and her fingers wrap around the purple grapes on the vine, symbolizing her healthy relationship with money. She can enjoy the fruits of her labors without overdoing it. A hooded falcon, also oh, is a falcon, <laughs> sits calmly on her left hand, signifying the woman's intellectual and spiritual self-control. Far in the background is a large house, presumably belonging to the woman herself, a further signal of her abounding wealth and financial plenty. So the reading is that the Nine of Pentacles is a sign that you can finally enjoy the fruits of your labor and that due to your independent efforts, self-confidence and discipline, you've attained a well-deserved success and have created a stable foundation for your material wealth and comfort. Now you can sit back and enjoy the pleasures of a good life. So when this card appears, do not be scared to splurge, indulge, or pamper yourself, especially as a reward for all of your hard work. Treat yourself to something special uh, or, or have a personal gift to celebrate your journey here. Yes, so this is an opportunity to acknowledge your achievements and to re-energize re re yourself for the final phase. And this card also speaks of financial independence. She encourages, the woman in the card encourages you to create abundance and independence so that you can take care of yourself in the long term. Don't rely on others to support you. This woman is an independent woman. While this card 
typically focuses on material wealth and gain, this card also suggests that you're in harmony with the environment around you. You appreciate the beauty and abundance found in nature, and you can harness this high vibe energy to bring pleasure into your life. You may enjoy gardening or floristry, or you may just like to pass your time in the beauty of nature with picnics or, walk, or walks in the park. Wow, this is a pretty relevant card. I was just talking about um, how the past year was a really uncomfortable year for myself and this year I wanted to be much more at ease with myself and um, I have actually been thinking about the fact that I've not been treating myself with anything lately. I haven't really done anything to really reward my efforts in the past year, mostly because I felt like I did not really earn a lot of money so I felt like it was not gonna be a good good kind of use of the money that I made to spend something on myself so I actually just was thinking about this last week where I have not been able to buy a gift for myself or to buy a gift for my loved ones everything that I've spent on has been like towards my content or towards like yeah, like basically everything has been towards my content and just trying to figure out like different jobs and different gigs. And it's so interesting that this card came out at this reading um, because I actually did talk about being aligned to, env- to my environment and I definitely am trying to seek that out for myself this year, trying to find uh, a sense of stability and a sense of abundance uh, with the environment, with my material things um, generally and to find myself uh, embarking on a journey that I feel a lot more secure in. I feel like the past year I was just looking at the map and figuring out all these def- different directions and this year I kind of want to take the first step towards something. Um, yeah, so this card is great. I do think it's given me a lot of assurance for what I intend for the new year and definitely it's a good sign for me to treat myself to something. I don't think it necessarily has to be something that I spend a lot of money on but I have been wanting to treat myself a bit better in terms of like actually doing things for myself um, and that ties in to the whole idea of comfort and I have a couple of things I want to share with everyone as to how I am going to implement more comfort rituals for myself this year. Um, okay, but before I do that, I'll just talk about some of the things that I have done. Always, the first thing is movement based. I've always found a lot of comfort in my movement. So I, I think I've talked about this before, somewhere before, but I dance. I primarily express myself through movement. I really am someone that started out moving a lot more than reading and speaking. Uh, I started dance when I was around six years old and I have been dancing ever since then, uh, doing many different genres, finding all sorts of songs that I love to express myself to and I mainly do improvise, improvised dance. So I do a lot of improvisational movement uh, by my own and that really helps me be at ease of my body and I recommend this to everyone regardless regardless of whether you think you're a dancer or not I just find that movement is something that really unlocks your body and lets your body speak to you 
So a lot of times when I feel really confused and lost, I tend to just put on some music, let my body dance it out and express itself, um, and then retrospectively, I get to really sit down and think about um, what my body was trying to say to me and why I was feeling a certain way. So sometimes I dance in a very sporadic kind of um, angry way, and that showed me that there's certain emotions I haven't really walked through. And sometimes uh, my body just moves really slowly, very in very small movements, very in a very small range. That kind of just shows me that my body just wants to stay still. My body just wants to enjoy the present moment. Some sessions are really joyful. Some sessions are really sorrowful. And I think that's how I tend to process my emotions. I'm not really someone that's very good at articulating like saying what I'm feeling uh, oftentimes it takes me a while to really pass through exactly what I'm feeling and if I have to do that verbally it'll take me a while like I, it's really hard for me to identify um, what exactly I'm feeling which is something that I feel I am getting better at but primarily I do process all these things through movement and being able to access this part of me like being able to be a friend to my body and to be able to respect my body in, in this way really gives me a lot of comfort. I think I really do treat my body as a friend, like this vessel that I'm in uh, I did, that I really want to respect and I really want to enjoy and I really want to give uh, praise for. That has really helped me stay grounded uh, and oftentimes when I don't, I don't dance for a long period of time I do feel a bit flighty I do feel a bit like stuck and um, I guess in a way lethargic a lot so sometimes I don't dance sometimes I just stretch and it always helps to move my body so that's the first thing and then tarot card readings is another like I mentioned I do tarot card readings for myself pretty often I do one clarity reading once a month I haven't done mine for February so I should do that soon uh, but it really helps to just dedicate that one hour to the reading and to reflect on myself uh, and to gain a sense of intention for the next month or to kind of reevaluate the things I've been doing because I know it's really easy to go on autopilot mode. I think that's kind of like the danger of not having th these rituals, right? Is that you go on autopilot and if you don't listen to your mind, you don't listen to your body, um, and you just keep going ahead, um, it's very easy for you to burn out and for you to have to take extra measures to recover. And even when you recover, you may not feel fully like yourself. So that's why the tarot card readings are there, kind of like a spiritual segment, spiritual practice that I can have um, to kind of realign myself or to kind of pay tribute to the things that have happened in my life and to feel a lot more kind of like aware of what things are, like what is happening in my life. I think I feel like that really helps with that. So those are the two things I normally do uh, in order to kind of build a routine of staying comfortable, staying with myself, etc. So I'm just going to talk about some creative things that um, has really, really helped me. So recently, I've been getting into making zines. So I, okay, I would say it's like zines, but also collages. I find that it's so therapeutic. I didn't expect myself to really enjoy it, uh, but I guess I am someone that really enjoys um, 
piecing things together on the fly, like spontaneously. Even when I do my videos, a lot of things are spontaneous. Even for this, I don't have an exact script uh, for this podcast episode. Um, and for all of my videos, I don't have a very strict um, script that I follow. Oftentimes, I just write the titles of the books that I want to talk about, and then I just talk about them. Uh, and I do think this is something that is how I think I think this is how I express myself creatively. I don't think I'm someone that really can follow um, scripts very well. I don't think I can really follow structures very well, which is has always been the bane of my existence. But I find it to be something that I enjoy about myself a lot as well. I like the feeling of doing something and looking back and having this sense of like, how did I do that? Like, how was I able to create something like that? And I feel that is one of the feelings I love the most. That you are actually capable of producing so much that you're not aware of or like that you don't have to be so in control of and that your body and your mind are capable of producing such amazing things that you know if you had never given them the chance you wouldn't have known that you were capable of doing such things so that is like the mindset that I have towards all these different um, routines and I feel that that gives me a lot of assurance okay we're talking about comfort right so I do think that it's very reassuring. I feel that when I'm able to express myself, that is what really comforts me in a way. Uh, it really comforts me to know that I am like me, that I have a sense of myself, that I have a voice to express. And I also think that it's great to reconnect with yourself and not to distract yourself. I feel like the difference between distraction and comfort. Of course, some distraction is great. I've always, you know, referred to, I've, yeah, I mean, when I'm feeling really distressed, I oftentimes just watch a lot of old K-pop videos. <laughs> that is my number one, like, comfort routine, actually, most of the time, when I don't have a lot of time. Uh, but it's not a very healthy way to cope with everything, because everything, it's just, like, distraction, escapism. It doesn't really help me reconnect with what is causing the distress. It doesn't really help me reassure myself of my existence. Um, and so I feel like doing creative ex- activities, creative exercises, that really helps give a lot of comfort because you know that you're a real person. You have, you are, you are having a real existence out here in the world and you're able to create something, produce something that you know it's, it's you. Um, I think that's one of the most comforting things uh, that I can experience. I don't know whether this is the same as everyone else. Obviously, I don't know whether creativity is something that, you know, everyone feels like they can relate to, although I do think it is something that um, we all have. Inherently, it's just a matter of whether it was nurtured and whether you have the resources to realize it. Um, But yes, creative activities have always been such a huge comfort for me and I've always been so grateful for being able to be creative, to be around creative people, to uh, learn from creative people, to see all these artworks and to surround myself with creative friends uh, and to do things, do these creative things pretty often and have the time to do them. I'm always very grateful for that and that has always given me a lot of comfort actually. So um, if you're listening to this while doing something, I do hope at least this podcast episode can give you some comfort in the same way that maybe I would sit down and just, yeah, like zone out or something. <laughs> yeah, so I actually created a couple of zines in the past week. Um, you can't see it here, but 
I created one when I was in the gallery, the National Gallery in Singapore as part of an art program. Uh, it's a zine that I titled Solar Punk House Dance Party. And it's basically, um, I can see how many pages, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, it's like seven pages, a little small booklet. Uh, and I, on the first page, I wrote Solar Punk House Dance Party. And then on the second page, um, I just used some crayons to color in a mess of colors. And I had two cat stickers looking at each other. And I wrote this little segment, which I'll read out to you. In year 2030, the music is pumping, bodies are glittering under the disco ball. We exchange looks at different times. There is a sense of ease amidst the hazy crowd. The night is young and we have plenty of places to go. I reach out, taste the air. It is electric and full of potential. So this this page was supposed to um, express like these two beings that meet on the dance floor and that there's this sense of sense of ease, like this sense of um, existence being affirmed on the dance floor, which is something that I really resonate with, like being seen as a person on the dance floor and having this really electric sense of connection to the people that you're dancing with but also to the music and to the environment so that's what i wanted to um, express the next two pages are just uh, a bunch of washi tape uh, and some nature related pictures so it's mostly to relate this sense of like the environment around us nature and the reason for that is because I wanted to draw a connection between nature and a dance party which is why the title is Solar Punk House Dance Party because I do think that actually when you go out into nature um, there's so many things happening all the time and that is the same kind of connection and ease that I feel when I feel so aligned with the people that I'm dancing with or that or the music when it's pumping um, when I feel so aligned with my body and the music that also feels that that same kind of stimulation that also produces a kind of ease and a kind of belonging i feel like that's how i feel sometimes when i'm out in nature and i'm just looking around and i see all this activity that's going on i see like leaves like the leaves kind of rustling i see birds kind of flying around you know and things are constantly happening but there's a sense of calm um and a sense of of rightness like everything is in its right place um yeah so i then i ended off the zine with a little segment again i don't know whether i would call it a poem it's just a little segment the lake feels too cool to the touch clouds are lolling by a mosquito buzzes by my ear i like it here the air is salty a hint of sweet the grass cushions my weight cautious crickets sloshing stream unintelligible me it's a techno dance party out here find a home and settle in and yeah this is a really quick poem that i wrote and i really wanted to emphasize the unintelligible me um because i feel like that's how i feel a lot of times even though i'm in this constant desire to express myself but at the same time i am like when i feel unintelligible that's when i feel the most at ease not because i'm understood but because i am accepted despite the complexity of existence i feel like that is what gives the greatest validation is when people and things and and the complexity of the world 
is embraced. These things are all embraced and welcomed and settled into, regardless of whether we really comprehend them or not. I feel like this is something that I have been learning the past year as well, and something that I feel is a great mindset my <laughs> mindset shift when we want to think about um how we see ourselves and how we see the world. That maybe we shouldn't be so obsessed with being able to articulate everything, but that things are sort of complex and messy in a beautiful way and that what we have to do is to always constantly negotiate our position in this huge web of things and to seek comfort in the fact that we are so small and so complex and that we will never have like a fixed identity or like a fixed existence but that is what makes it all so beautiful. I feel like that was the message that I got after making the zine and I realized that gave me a lot of sense of ease because that day I was really busy that day I was really going around everywhere I was really busy but when I sat down to make the zine for like 10 minutes uh, it reminded me that you know this is just this you know and it's great it's lovely everything is amazing um, but I want to also be this unintelligible part of nature. So that was how I felt at that time. Um, it is a constant theme in my life, I feel lately, which I think I'll bring with me for the new year. And I kind of want to seek that more. I kind of want to seek being this being this existence that just is. Uh, and I don't want to struggle too much with trying to make myself seem like a particular person or to make myself um, this huge... Thing. Like, I don't want to have all these identifiers like oh I am I am this kind of person I am having this kind of profession I do these kinds of things I am seeking these kinds of things in five years time I have a plan for this when I'm 35 I don't really want to be too specific about that nowadays I feel like in 2021 I was pretty specific about my goals um, but now I kind of want to take things as they are and to feel at ease with myself. I feel like I want to really feel at ease with myself, but that doesn't mean I stay... like I, That doesn't mean I stay inert. That doesn't mean I stay stagnant. That means I am flowing along, moving along, but always constantly knowing that I am grounded in who I am. Um... Yeah, without having to really define exactly who I am. I know this all sounds really, really vague, um, but that's where I am right now in terms of like what it means for myself to to articulate myself. Um, it's just this, like I am all the parts that I have been till now, like all the things that have influenced me until now, and I'm always going to be changing. I think that's kind of like the beauty of it, and the beauty of... All of this is that I get to express all these different parts of me as as time passes by. So I think that's the fun part, that's the really exciting part for me. So that is a zine that I wrote um, in the gallery. And then last night I did do a live stream where I made a zine live in front of everyone. And it was really fun. I made a couple of pages that kind of talked more. Like it's more personal because it was inspired by two photographs that were taken of me uh, during the art program that I was a part of. So because of that, I decided to create a little zine that um, 
kind of encapsulates me at this present moment. It's hard to explain what's in the zine because there's just so many things, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm just going to read out the last quote that I put on the last page, which is by Nam Jun Paik. Uh, Nature is beautiful not because it changes beautifully, but simply because it changes. Yeah, and that kind of, you know, encapsulates everything that I was talking about, about how things are beautiful not because like we are able to define what they are, but because they are always changing and they are always escaping um, our understanding or escaping our comprehension. And that's, I think that's kind of like the beauty of everything. Um, and that gives me a lot of reassurance that, you know, as change happens, um, we just have to do our best to embrace it, to welcome it like a friend, and that the unknown is not something that we have to be afraid of, um, and that the unknown is always something that we can look forward to. And this actually all ties back to like my recent kind of obsession about this phrase called the project of imagination. So this was how uh, Than Min Chiu actually ended his book on Burma. So I did finish reading his book recently, The Hidden History of Burma. And it was a great book, uh, but it was really the conclusion that caught my eye where he talked about you know what Burma needed, what Myanmar needed in the new generation. And he concluded that, that they just needed a new project of imagination. They needed people to be able to envision possibilities. And this was really important because they've been in a regime where things haven't been able to change for decades. They've been in decades-long conflict, civil conflict, and a lot of various forms of, of uh, oppression and various forms of limitations um, that it just feels impossible to imagine anything better than that or that you know, people can't even celebrate small wins because it could very easily be taken away from them so quickly. I find that obviously um, this is happening on a very large scale uh, and obviously there are many things that I cannot say that I relate to because I have not lived that experience but I do really resonate with, the, with that phrase like what does a project of imagination mean? Uh, and I really have been thinking a lot about this in the sense of the climate crisis um, and that's what a lot of people have been talking a lot about as well that we don't really need a lot more alarmist content that we definitely need a lot more people who are able to envision what new possibilities look like and recently my reading list has reflected that new trajectory in finding answers <laughs> which is you know I don't know what this podcast episode is turning into I just feel like I'm all over the place um but it's alright, thank you for still sticking with me until here. Um, and I just really wanted to talk a little bit more about this project of, of imagination. I did say on my channel before that I find myself to be really lacking in imagination. I find that I'm someone that is really bad <laughs> at like creating uh, fictional narratives. Uh, and I think that's kind of like a very narrow way to look at it. I feel like I've always thought of myself as someone that was a lot more analytical when it came to like arguments and language in the written form basically. But when I look at the rest of my life, I am very impulsive, I am very spontaneous and very creative in other ways. I tend to enjoy imagining things through other means, like through my body, through visuals, uh, through colour. I tend to imagine differently in this way. But I still struggle a lot of articulating what I can imagine in the future. 
which is why I'm always so in awe of, uh, of people who are able to create such amazing stories that you know people who are able to dream really well like they're able to dream big uh, whether they realize it or not I don't I don't think it really matters at this point but um, I do think it's important for us to bring back that childlike desire to dream big uh, and I had a lot of skepticism in in the past year like I was so jaded about dreaming big because of my experience at my first full-time job I became absolutely jaded I just felt like why did I go through all this amazing education all these amazing conversations to just end up in a place where my voice wasn't heard where my identity felt you know cloaked uh, where I felt like all my skills and talents were going to waste am I gonna really just spend my adult years like this why did they tell us to dream big why did they give us all these tools to imagine possibilities when I was just gonna stick to the status quo once I graduated um, so that really took a huge hit on my ability to imagine that really took a big hit on like how I felt about being able to think about unrealistic idealistic things I think for the whole first six months of 2021 I was really cynical and really skeptical and I think it was so hard for the people around me to spend time with me because I was always uh, so skeptical I was really just so negative about everything uh, and that was also the time that I was the most hard on myself like constantly having breakdowns wondering why I just couldn't achieve things I thought I would be able to achieve, wondering why I couldn't conform even though I knew at my, at my core that I wasn't someone that could do things um, just because I had to conform. I mean, I don't have issues with conform, like conforming. I don't really have issues with conformist societies. I just think that the thing that we're conforming to just has to make sense. It just has to be something that really benefits people. But if it wasn't really benefiting anyone and people were just conforming and staying quiet for the sake of it then um, I really didn't understand that but that be- became who I was for that few months I became someone that was unable to really listen to my own voice I was really someone that was unable to seek new possibilities for myself my range just became so much more limited I was so hidden behind a huge curtain and I didn't know where I could open that curtain. I just didn't know where the opening was. So I spent a couple of good months trying to open that curtain. I feel like I am not yet quite out in the open, but it's a lot better nowadays. And I feel like that kind of ties back to my ability to imagine. I feel like I need to be able to imagine better for myself. I'm really good at staying in the present, but I want to work on being able to project that nowness to the future and to maintain the sense of being very, very grateful for the present, but also having an ambition for the future, um, being very comfortable in the present, but also being very conscious of future scenarios, of future kind of context where I have to push myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah, so I kind of feel like that's where I am right now. Um, so if any of you do resonate with this, let me know. I finding that it's really interesting to think about all of this uh, in light of like 
everything that has happened in the past two years, I feel like I've just been in such constant transformation. I really do want to settle down a little bit more uh, and to think bigger. I want to really dream bigger. I feel like I spend so much time hating on dreams that I really want to just do it. I just really want to have a dream and to work towards that dream and to, to claim the future for myself. Like I want to go back to that kind of childlike belief that I can just do it. Like I can go there. I can do the things I'm good at and I can achieve it. But also maintaining this these insights and wisdoms I've gained over the past few years. Um, also understanding how my personal actions can really help to uplift people beyond myself, you know, uh, and the environment and nature and to contribute meaningfully to everything. So that is kind of like where I am. We, we made a huge detour from the initial conversation about comfort. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to lately and the different things I've been doing to seek comfort for myself. And I know I'll be going back to these few things a lot in the next year. Uh, one thing as well is like doing a lot of hands-on craft work. So I did some pottery and I did a lot of sketching and doodling. That really helped a lot. And so this year, I kind of want to pick up a more tangible kind of material craft so maybe I might do crochet I don't know but um we'll see yeah so I'm really excited to get into all these things uh, for the new year and I, I'm really happy that I, I managed to share a lot of these like comfort rituals with everyone today and this is probably one of my longest podcast episodes um because I just tend to ramble a lot uh just a lot a lot and this is the first time that i kept on recording without actually pausing so if you watched like okay not watch i mean if you listened all the way thank you so much like i am really so grateful to have this space um i find that podcasts are a lot more intimate and friendly uh and it's so comfortable here like i really enjoy this space and this space is my comfort area like this is where I go a lot for comfort. Um, yeah, so thank you for spending your time with me in this episode. I hope you gained something in this episode, even if it was really self-indulgent for me. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to you all today. Um, and yeah, this is not a one-sided conversation. So if you want to share with me anything, do feel free to email me at my gmail anettinook at gmail.com or drop me a DM. Uh, I tend to check my emails more than my DMs because my DMs tend to get spammed a lot. So if you do want to have like a much more in-depth conversation with me, feel free to email me. Uh, I would email back, I hope, as long as I see it because I've been getting a lot of different emails nowadays uh, for many various things. So that's that. Yeah, and so I have nothing else to say. I've run, out, I've run out of things to say. I don't know how people can speak for like an hour or like two hours. I was streaming live yesterday and I was just thinking about how some Twitch streamers can really stream for like three, four hours. I don't know how that is possible. That would be so tiring. Um, but I am just going to stick to my comfortable 40 minute mark at this point 
so yes I hope you've been having a good day if not I do hope you get a good night's rest tonight that is extremely important one huge aspect of treating yourself well is having sufficient sleep and also drinking enough water please if you haven't drink if you haven't <laughs> drink if you haven't if you haven't drunk any water since starting this podcast please go and grab a cup of water right now at this very instant and drink that cup of water so yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to sound aggressive uh at that point because you know water hydration is really really important I'm gonna stop this podcast now and go on with editing my videos and enjoying the rest of my afternoon. So again, thank you so much for spending your precious time with me. I always appreciate it, always appreciate any of you that are listening to me. And I'm super grateful always to have this space to share with everyone. So thank you, take care, and I'll see you in the next podcast episode whenever that is so if you have any suggestions for what i should cover in this podcast that i'm not already covering in my youtube do you let me know as well so thank you thank you all so much again and stay safe bye